Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here we go. Yeah, you, it, it might be a while since the uh, Yorkshire Marathon for you listeners, but we're still in the week after it. So uh, It's our second run after it, isn't it? Yeah, so we're not going to go too far. What, five? Four, five. I'm a little bit tired and discombobulated because I got to bed late and up early. Yep. She's I'm, rare I'm, for I, me. I, I'm, I'm tired and discombobulated because I drank a load of booze. Nice. What did you What did you have? Um, I was. Uh, I did a Steve Lamax round table. Right. So I went for a drink with him afterwards. Nice. Had uh, three pints of Peroni. Okay. And uh, <laughs> stopped off at a pub on the way home. Of course. Didn't feel I could just go to the toilet without drinking something. So yeah. I had a tequila. Nice, a quick slammer on your way to the car. So. And then when I got home, I had a, a James Bond film with on turn of vodka martini. Nice. And then you can't watch Bond without a b- vodka martini. I think you can and you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into the... Because uh, I sent you a text, didn't I, saying, maybe we can meet a bit later for the podcast in the morning. Yeah. And you went, yes, I'm drinking right now. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> so that was good. I was in... Uh, I was in Eastbourne doing a gig. Yeah. And got to... Whoa! Oh, hey! Hey! Whoa! Hey! That was a bit of a... You beat me, I beat you, you beat me, I beat you one. Yeah, yeah. As they went in It was a bit like two cars trying to sing islands in the stream. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. It's quite nice. I had two each. No one sort of won. It was a, it was a beep draw, wasn't it? Talking of uh, um, draw. pop music... Of course, we were Bob Dylan just got um, uh, the, the Nobel, Nobel Prize, Prize for, for literature. Get a Nobel Prize! I want the Nobel Prize! I'll do some eyes! They're telling lies! I, I, I actually think that's a farce. I'm not having it. Right, really? Why? I'm, I'm just not having it. <laughs> he doesn't write literature. No. He writes words to go with music. Uh, yeah, that seems like a very snobby attitude. I mean, what's the difference? There's bad poems and good lyrics, surely. No, but you don't... You, you read in silence. Literature's to be communicated in, in silence, surely. What about the spoken word? What if someone does a reading? What about Shakespeare? 
Shakespeare's playwright, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not no kind of literature, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. Having, I'm just not having it. I really like Bob Dylan, but I, I think it's just. I also think it's weird to give him it way after he's done anything decent. Yeah, that's the bit I don't like. Is the fact that it's kind of oh no, we're really hip. It reminds me of when that do you know that Michelle Pfeiffer film Dangerous Minds. Yes. In the book or whatever. Is it a book or is it a true story? I don't know. In the source material, yeah. the teacher got through to these really rough kids by teaching them literature through the medium of, uh, of hip-hop yeah, lyrics. And in the film, they change it to Bob Dylan. Oh, it's just oh, the oh. most sad old man thing to do. Oh, yeah, that's really sad. Of course, that... Just that quick discussion there probably cuts to the heart of why you like listening to music when you run and I don't. Yeah. Because you, sort of cause you think that. music is for, is for people who aren't as good as you. No, not at all. It's not a snobby thing at all. I see it as different things. <laughs> yeah. Different. It's so all it's expression, but it's different things. Well, it's interesting talking of being on Steve Lamack. The album of the, that they were reviewing is uh, Kate Tempest's new album. Right. And Kate Tempest is a poet. She identifies as a poet. Yeah. A spoken word performer, a live poet. Right. And, uh, and she makes poetry with music. I think someone else on the show was saying, oh, I don't know if it always needs music or there's a discussion to be had. But it's definitely poetry. And the music is good. And then sometimes in performance, it, it turns into rap. Of course it does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ultimately, there are no, the rules. Are, there are no rules, right? But I'm not sure that was the Nobel people's thinking. Yeah, it's weird. There are no rules. Let's reward this old guy. They yeah. say, they say he can, his literature stands up without the music. Yeah. Who's reading it without the music? No, no one's experiencing it without the music. No, that's not true. It's in, it's in books. It's studied in academia, you know. I've got a book of Jarvis Cocker's lyrics, and he said in the beginning of that, yeah. I'm not a poet. And I got cross. I thought, yes, you are. <laughs> so, you know, same thing the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I just thought he was a little bit... As you say, old bloke's trying to be modern. He just didn't really quite ring true with me. Yeah. And also, I thought to myself, I want you. I want you so bad. And then it was hilarious because there was a bloke on Five Live. Oh, I like. Oh, I really like. What's his name? Libsy on live on uh, Radio Five Live in the yeah. afternoon. He Big, talks. He doesn't play any music. Five Live talking. Bigging up the it's uh, not music. Bigging up the Bob Dylan thing. Yep. Never listened to Bob Dylan. <laughs> he said. He, he got to confess after about an hour. I've never listened to any Bob Dylan. This, this is really making me want to listen to Bob Dylan. Yeah. I mean, that's. Come on, mate. You got it. I, I. I can't stress enough how much I love. His music. Yeah. I think he's But right. I do think we just crossed the Bulls Pond Road and going down into lovely the Beauvoir town. Um, we, uh, I don't think you, I think that thing about being in silence is, you know, think about where he was coming from. Yes, he, he was an artist first, right? And then he thought, I'll do folk music. But he didn't come from a folk music community. He said, I'll do folk music because it's cool. It'll be good. But I bet he was at least as inspired by, say, Ginsberg, who in turn was definitely a poet. Yes. But yes, he was Ginsburg a performance was a poet, you know? He was an improviser. Yeah. He wouldn't have thought his poems made any sense without him declaiming them somewhere. Yeah. I don't think Ginsberg was that great a poet. Oh, no, me neither. I think Bob Dylan's a much better poet. Yeah. No, I actually yeah. turned on his head. Well, I think Ginsberg's a better poet than Bob Dylan. Oh. I don't think either of them are great poets. Are we going to fight? No. <laughs> Talking of but good luck to Bob. Literature. 
Um, you know the story about someone said uh, Ernest Hemingway do me a story in six words and he wrote this and um, baby shoes for sale never used yo Ooh. That's, that's economy it's beautiful isn't it but what it's lacking is music I thought of it, it needs a bit of music when comedian Silky this morning tweeted scotch bonnet left eye right kill me <laughs> <laughs> I thought of Hemingway. <laughs> so, now, I wanted to tell you something, right? Go on, then. Around now, I think by the time this goes out, it would be later than that, but we are about to put out the 40th running commentary. An anniversary of sorts. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. It made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have some sort of year party. Yeah, Once yeah. a year comes, because the start of it was so torturous, wasn't it? Well, your letter with a, was only the start of it. No, yeah. that's not a good song to sing. But the, uh, with the constant yeah, yeah, it was stops difficult. and starts and yeah. misrecordings and no, injuries and illness. When we talk about getting into London and, you know, uh, not getting into London, but getting into London, yeah. as in moving towards it and everything, I started to think that's going to be really nice to do this. A year a, on. A, another season, you know, yes. like a farmer. Yeah, yeah. I'm into Better, it. fitter, stronger. Faster than he was before. Stronger. Gentlemen. I had a uh, profound thought, which I'd like to relate to. I'd love it if you would. About, the mar- about marathoning and what it does and what it gives you. And where to go from it. Yeah. You know, you try... Stop. You know, you try really hard in the marathon. Yeah. And you run really hard and you prepare and stuff. Yeah. And it's, and it's often... Something that middle-aged people do, that kind of midlife thing. Yeah. It's a kind of cliche, isn't it, the midlife crisis? Yeah, yeah. Maybe when things are getting a bit tricky and a sort of linear progression at work or something, or they've hit a few bumps or whatever. Yeah, or and when you look at it from a fundraising point of view, it's a way of processing bad things in bad that way. Bad things, yeah. But that sort of... Doing the marathon sort of becomes a metaphor for possibility, doesn't it? The idea if you can do it on any level, run it or run it well or whatever. Yep. It's like, if I can do this, anything is possible. Yep. So you do it and it's great and you feel good, but instead of, this is just for me, yep. instead of applying it to other things, I think the feeling of doing it is so good yep. that you don't want to actually do anything else. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. just want to do that again better. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind thing. of... Do you know what I mean? It becomes yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I really, really enjoy that sort of... No, I think... Well, that, flow, got that flow thing. Do you know You've what got I mean? a Murakami-esque realisation. I thought it was very wise. Slightly depressing, but very wise. I thought these trees in this square were going to be just beautiful and all autumnal, but they're still pretty green. I'd take a picture anyway, green. right? What do you think? Yeah, man. I think it's a Murakami-esque thing where he seems very clear on... You know, the sort of space, focus, physicality, extremity, spirituality of the running experience. Yeah. But he doesn't... The work-life balance. Then. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. draw any conclusions from it. It's like, yeah. I haven't changed, I haven't learned any lessons. It just is. Yeah. Interesting what Vassal said as well about that's why he wanted to run a really long way. was because he felt so... He was just in a bubble of... Of well-being. Of well-being for weeks afterwards. After, after a long... After running 100 miles. And you, you get that a bit after the marathon. You get that clarity and kind of... 
deep relaxation stroke tiredness but lucid thoughts kind of. yeah. I, I really also like think it. I really believe in up and down I think unfortunately highs always have concurrent lows you know just the marathon felt great and then midweek I felt really miserable it's like well there you go I felt I, felt, I, felt, I just felt tired but then also you had a you had a couple of uh you had to gig, didn't you? you yeah. Had gigs and stuff. How was your How was your corporate? It was really nice. I was. was oh, that's good. Doing a comedy set and hosting an awards ceremony, and it, they were really nice. It was really, like, those can be tough. They really can be, and I was. I really wasn't in the mood. You're right. It was come the Wednesday. I thought, yeah. Just in the mood. Yeah. But yeah. So the undramatic ending to the story is the gig was actually lovely. But I did the, think to myself. Well, I did think to myself. I, I did. I can do this. I did a marathon the other day. So yeah. it is a simple thing. It's important to remember because it's an achievement. And also that, in terms of like carrying it into your life, yeah, you know, you keep running when it's like 22, 23 miles and you're really tired. And that strength you gain from that, it does carry you with you, doesn't it? You think, I'm a bit tired now in my normal life, but yeah, I did that so I can do this. Yeah, that's do you know, right. the, the, you're stronger than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's, that's something, that's a carry away, isn't it? I think the last time we came through here, like when we came back from Victoria Park through uh, Haggerston, where we are now, we were saying that it's all about that kind of sport thing, that, the tennis player thing. Well, it's easy. It's easy to feel great when you're having a good time. Yeah. It's it's, it's winning when you're losing, winning on the back foot, and that's what that's all about, isn't it? Yeah. The fact that we just we've been telling everyone how much we enjoyed that marathon, but we weren't running around smiling and singing, going la la la. <laughs> it's like, and also when you just said. Quoted me last night saying, oh, I'm having a drink. I'm loving it. It's like, well, of course you're loving it. It's like they're, they're, they're opposites. You know? When you're drinking and it's nice, you think, why did I ever complain about this? It's because you enjoy the drinking while you're drinking. It's only if you drink too much on the night you feel rough later on, but the Forever next day and yeah. all the guilt. Whereas running is like the, the absolute mirror image of that, that you do it and you kind of, in the moment, you don't wildly enjoy it, but the moment, the moments before it and after it, you think, "I really want to run." Yeah, oh, I really enjoyed that run. But you get that. Um, what I'm saying is that running is healthier than drinking. It is healthier than drinking. <laughs> or running to the place of drink. Is yeah, yeah. But you get through that. We spoke a little bit about this. The last one where you get through that thing of being really knackered. And then you do get that elation of coming into the finish. Yeah. And you do find a bit of pace and a bit of stupidity and a bit of, like, yeah, fun to it. You know, it's like... Absolutely. That thing of, like, you, that you're stronger than you think you are, it's just like... I really like it. Yeah, yeah. And you need to stretch yourself to find it out. Yes. You can yeah. never know that in theory. You can only know it yeah, in practice. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I love that video, that David Bowie video, where he says, two artists... You should always put yourself outside your comfort zone. It sounds so true. It's really hard to put into practice in life. Yeah, I very rarely do that in my stand-up. That's right. And also, it's a fine line. Because sometimes, you know, when you're a grown-up and experienced in your work and have skills, sometimes you think, I'm not enjoying this. And that's because I shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. And then other times, and you're right, you know. Offer a comic sometimes when you're outside your comfort zone. That's a bit also where everyone else is outside the comfort zone because you're not getting any laughs. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of not doing your job, sort of. That's thing. right. Do you and you get it the other way. We, I think you and I both believe in, in laughter. Stand up as a pure form, so you do the thing and then the people laugh. But you do get yeah, people you do that laughter. who you kind of say, laughs. "Yeah, they didn't really laugh at my art." 
but, I'm, but, but I am better than them. So yeah, it's exactly. And people do do that and do good stuff, but it's a very different mindset. So it was laugh seekers. Yeah. It was drilling for laughs. Yeah. Let's see them laugh. Well, the, the, the weird thing... Let's make them laugh loudly. You know, in, in comedy reviewing world, crowd pleaser... It's, it's pejorative. It's, it's pejorative, yeah. Yeah. I think both you and I would be quite keen to please. If you crowd. like someone who just makes you laugh, <laughs> then go and see Deering. It's like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Hello. Sorry, everyone. Don't you want to laugh? So, yeah. Laughs are running grass. Midlife. This is 40. I am. Uh, so, how are you feeling physically? I don't, I don't feel too bad. I felt very, very tired last night. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, keep my hand in and let myself off at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, the main you, you thing definitely this don't week want to be straining too hard. I've just been so hungry, so much eating. Right. And that's ultimately, that is going to have to end because we're not supposed to be carb loading anymore, are we? That's We've just great. got onto the canal, by the way. It's meant to stop after the marathon. That <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot of people don't get that. <laughs> no, well, I they have no <laughs> carbs before the marathon, then eat loads immediately afterwards. Yeah, that's right. There's no training effects of that. <laughs> no, I I'm aware of that, but it still hasn't. <laughs> you don't have to pretend to run and I'll take a picture of you running. <laughs> Sorry, this sign, I've seen it twice now. Did you see this? Twos. This is not... This doesn't sound good. That's not a good advert. Stick and poke. Hand poke t- tattoos. Is someone going to poke me with a stick? What's stick and poke. Gentle, authentic, archaic. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> technique would you like these tattoo done in? Archaic, please. I'm going to stick and poke it. <laughs> Before we discovered germs. Yes. <laughs> poke them into me with a stick. So, do you, can you relate to that at all? The idea of like, it just makes you want to experience it. The marathon better, yeah. Sort of thing. I don't know. I I don't know whether it's better, but just that that sort of that feeling that you get when it's hard, but you're running as as well as you can, and that that flow thing. Yeah. Where f where maximum effort meets kind of you're just in that zone that you only get near the end of a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know if I do want to visit that zone. I mean, I do want to do more <laughs> marathons. So I do, you know. I feel more out of place than that. I think that you're the the born runner here. I'm kind of I'm the interloper. I, I, I just think that my in life my Careful. innate speed ooh, is um ooh, ooh, is a red herring, you know. And speed and distance, I just got them. And that's great, but I d- I'm just out for a run listening to some music, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of got out of hand. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I, I love that. I do love that. But but I don't I don't sort of rate it in terms of... before. I think even when I'm trying to do a fast marathon, I'm, I suppose I'm trying to better myself and compete with myself. But also, there is an element of me saying, yeah, the faster I do it, the faster it'll be finished. Oh, yeah, well, totally. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, all, that's, that's in my mind as well, of course. Yeah. I mean... The fact, everyone's just running for that overwhelming relief when they can stop. Yes. So the faster you do it, the quicker that's that the runner. You know, the runner who, who loves running the most and runs the furthest is still trying <laughs> to get to the bit where they're not running anymore. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I, I suppose because well, the last couple of marathons I felt better than previous in terms of like hitting the wall and stuff the fade has been slower yeah there's been there's been less of a fade i felt stronger yeah so i'm quite keen just to see now you're really in control of your run aren't you well 
sort of, I mean, I'm still idea. falling apart a bit, but it's getting later and later. Yeah. When I start to disintegrate. Yeah, it's because it's hard. Yeah. Rather than because you're doing it wrong. Yeah, so I'd like to see if I can really race a full marathon without any kind of fadeaway, you know. Yeah. But obviously that's tough. Yeah, and you, you don't... You've got to train a lot for that. Yeah, and you don't want to get to the end and think, yeah, that was, e- that was easy because you haven't used enough. Yeah. So... But yeah, but I'm looking forward the time to for just chilling. I want this. I want to get back to real life, you know. Yeah. I want to be running and exercising, up to spec, not eating too much. I have to say, very pleased with the vegan marathon, though. Good. That's my first fit vegan marathon. Right. So I didn't start eating vegan till after Berlin last year. Yeah. And then... Because I wouldn't serve you any food on the plane. <laughs> Let's not get talking about that plane. <laughs> Damn you, British Airways. I can't believe you're serving the next customer. You haven't finished dealing with me. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm fine to... Uh, I'm over it, have you noticed? Yeah, oh yeah. That's well gone. I'm but fine. Yeah, no, before you tell me about this flying, yeah. that's my first vegan one. Fit. You know, dismissing London because of me coming back after my rib... Crack mm. and felt great, and that's the first Good. one, first one I've ever run without carb gels. Yeah, right. Better than ever before, you know. Yeah. So you didn't have any gels. I had three Starburst. Right. That's it. Yeah. And they worked. I needed them. Yeah. You know, I was able to identify the low blood sugar moment. Have a sweet. It really does help. Doesn't yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. Having something. So sorry, where are you flying? What's this plane story? Well, just I'm going to. Uh, it's not really story. It's just. It's more of a complete boast off, really. Good. Which everyone needs every now and again. Just oh, throw yeah, on no, I know where you're going. Where are you going? Come on, come on. Well, I'm flying to Auckland tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm only going on blooming first class Emirates. Ooh. Which is a real. What a ball it's a real pain. <laughs> just too much space. Yeah, yeah. Stop just feeding me I whatever I want. I don't want my drink in a glass. I've had enough. Stop giving me Dom Perignon. It's boring. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Tedious, <laughs> tedious attention. Oh, we, we have nothing <laughs> but sympathy for you. <laughs> no, it's one of it's one of the high life McIntyre perks. Yeah, because he's in first class. He wants a mate with him. Yeah, so you end up there. It's hilarious. And also, hilarious. He'll be able to sum the experience up for you in a very witty way at the end. Yeah, it'll be a routine. <laughs> I went um, business class, not first, business, business class, class yeah. to uh, Buenos Aires nice. for, um, you know, for, for total wipeout. Yeah. And hey, hi. How are you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> always runny. Oh, well, I'm going to take a picture. What are you taking pictures careful, for? careful. Nice. Very good. Well, sorry to disturb. Right. Can I take a picture of you doing this under the bridge? I'll take a picture of you taking <laughs> a picture. There you go. Look, it's all happening under the bridge. Look at that. Nice, like yeah. it. I got a great excuse to stop as well. Nice to see you. <laughs> Take care, love. Sorry. That's my friend Leslie. She's available to do headshots for actors if you want them. Like it. And then the she'll take your picture and just shove you in the canal when she's yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> she went to Brennan's Airways with Total Wipeout on business. Yeah, and, um, you know, you can get the bed all the way down. And, uh, and nice I didn't, on the, the way, I didn't get in my pyjamas. Right. I've always regretted that. Yeah. So I, I thought I learned from it and got in, got in my pyjamas and got into bed on the way home. But if that's the only time I fly that quality... I missed out on half of it, you know? Yeah, the sleeping's a big part. I mean, the first time I flew 
first class. It's always been with McIntyre because obviously yeah. I've never been able to afford it myself. Yeah, we're flying. And if he didn't fly first class, you'd, you'd be ashamed, wouldn't it? I mean, well, he just he's wouldn't in never a position. Do it. Yeah. yeah, so we come, we're coming back from South Africa. And it had been a really, it had been great, but it had been really. To be fair, I was tour. in business class when I came back from Berlin. It was only because it was the only seat that had left, and I didn't get any food. Right. And it cost me five hundred quid I didn't have. Cheers, mate. Thanks for Berlin. Thank you. Thank you for Berlin. Damn you! So sorry. Um, uh, so I'm on the way back from South Africa after a stressful, but ultimately successful tour. Time to wind down. Yeah. Unlimited booze. Yeah. Which is unlimited. And most people travel on first class. Just don't partake fulsomely of that. No, that's right. And that's the reason that they're flying first class. Because they're not, they're not idiot lushes like I am. Yeah. That's how you get there, by focusing. They're all moisturising and, and, you know, apping themselves into work things or whatever. Oh, look, see, that's the kind of red leaf I was talking about. That's a Virginia creeper. Look at that. We'll try and get it to go past. Look at that. Very nice. Oh, look at the texture. Oh. So, yeah. Now, I, we would all have all the drinks. and I used to think, oh, yeah, help me settle, help you sleep. Alcohol doesn't help you do anything. It, it doesn't, no. It helps you feel rough. But, it, but it, and it resulted in me singing Frank Sinatra songs loudly in first class. And also, <laughs> you did it your way. And also trying to pretend. They're not poetry, though, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> they're other people's songs, aren't they? Um, and also trying to pretend that I wasn't that drunk yeah. in order to get more booze. Yeah, yeah. Because there is, a, there is a crossover point where they look at you and think, we have to stop this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was dancing on that precipice. I got Sinatra a... Uh, and booze. I got an uh, Empire magazine getting on a plane once and it came with a free poster. Yeah. And I put it up by our seat because we had the bit by the wall and the steward came and took it down. This is all before we'd taken off. And as a result, me and the two comedians I was with didn't get served more than one drink. <laughs> I just put the poster yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be fun for everyone. Oh, damn it. Damn you. Um, but no, booze on the plate never worked. But Dehydration. Well, that was, that was the beginning, wasn't it? Do you remember coming home from that cruise? Going back to when we started out this thing. We were running on the cruise, on the machine, saying, feel really good. Getting My fit. pre-training training. Our pre-marathon set. training, yeah. Just become eating vegan, feel really clean. This is great. Things are going well. <laughs> you know, Connecting with the pensioners on board, uh, cruises. Even though these old people seem full of hate, I'm sure that could never have any effect yeah. on the future of Britain. But their hate was actually <laughs> driving the... The dynamo to the running machine, doesn't it? It was fuelled entirely by that. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Pushing the boat out. He's literally. Whoa. Oh, he's literally pushing Need the boat. Need help or is it all good? Really? So we're on the canal and this guy's grounded his narrowboat, and I'm attempting to help and hoping I won't get catapulted into the canal. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is happening. Is there? Trying to lift it up with this post. Yeah, it's going over. So- oh, it's come. Something's come loose. <laughs> Is that good? So it worked out. That's good. Not only have we saved the day, but I didn't fall in the canal. <laughs> you proved useful. That's, That's fantastic. Kind of, yeah, You've I had feel, a useful moment. I feel like a real person. It's almost <laughs> manual labour, mate. <laughs> it was almost. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Okay. And that's all all right, yeah? No trouble at all. Oh, of course, right. that's heavier. In, in, I just need to uh, take your picture so that our listeners can see, see what happens. Sorry, here comes another runner. There you go. Happy because of my assistance. <laughs> take care, mate. Have a good, good day. day. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I like this new direction running commentary. Just the canal people. <laughs> just hang around the canal helping people. Yeah, yeah. We're like, like really, that. really low-level superheroes. <laughs> Who was he? Did, can he fly? No. no. Did he save you from burning building? No. He kind of pressed down hard on a metal post. Pushed off away. Did he have a weakness? He was vegan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a lovely little episode. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what are we do- yeah, so we're on oh, these running machines. Yeah, feeling fit. Thinking well. as soon as we've left this boat, we'll never have to think about these um, people again. Yeah. But then on the plane home... I asked for more and more tiny bottles of red wine. And yeah. then it turned, I kind of went into a hangover while still drinking. While still drinking, yes. And not having been asleep at any point. And this point. is on our way back from sort of Barbados, isn't it? So it's quite a long flight, isn't it? That's right. And, and also, then, let it be known, you're in shorts and sandals. Yes, yes. Coming into London <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in December. Yeah. And, yeah. uh... To me, the alarm bells are ringing then. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> But I felt, even though I was going to come off the canal here, okay. you know, we've done enough uh, helping for today. Yeah. Unless you can see anyone else who needs assistance down at Angel Basin. Woo. Do you need help up those stairs, Paul? Just give us a shout. No, I'm fine. <laughs> um, I'm okay, man. So, yeah, so uh, I thought, I'm hungover, but I feel a bit rough. And then that was the beginning of the terrible cold with the rib crack in the middle. A real run of 
bad luck and yeah. illness. And really, the, didn't feel better about it for another uh, four months. Right. Yeah. Not till we were well up and running with this, anyway. And also, not to get too deep into it, but in the spring, as I began to feel better, was the worst time with me. With your dad? Re- with my dad and my son, getting my dad in a new nursing home and out of hospital and getting my son into a new school. Yeah. So, going on. so January, February, March, this in 2017 could be nicer. I think it's quite a. Uh, it's a confrontational time of year anyway, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Because the year's just started, you're looking for like what the shape of the year's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And the shape of your year was, I've got a crap rib on ammo and there's loads kicking off. Yeah, exactly. That's tough. I need to see my dad. It was his birthday the other day. Yeah. And I couldn't go because I had a little cold then. I was fine, but you can't go. You can't risk it. Where old people and babies are when you've got a cold. So uh, I haven't seen him, but I will. And it's the uh, Parkinson's uh, Shape with Laughter at the Comedy Store on Monday, so that'll be good. That'll be great. Who's on? Um, I think listeners might remember, in fact, they might have bought tickets and helped it sell out. Alan Davis and uh, Gary Godlam and Nathan Caton. Noise Next Door, Dominic Holland. Nice Bill. Nice Bill, yeah, he's on the spot. He's only doing a short set. And now an open spot. Nice Bill. So, yeah. Um, but the year, it's a funny, again, now that we've finished the marathon, it's like, we've still got the end of the year, isn't it? So fun, there's another little pocket here. Yeah, yeah. October, November, December, isn't hey, it? Hey, don't forget the Spooky Sprint. Spook, I'm looking forward to the Spooky Sprint. Also, Spooky Sprint, you can sign up for it, but also you can do it on the day. You can enter on the day, guys. So that's in, so, we're doing it in Nottingham, aren't we? Yeah, it's in Nottingham. It's at the stately home where they film Batman, Batman Begins. Right. And The Dark Knight. And uh, what is it exactly? It's uh, six o'clock yeah. on the 29th of October. And it's a 10K. I think it's two laps of a 5K course. Right. And uh, you do it and it, it's getting, well, they say it'll start to get dark, but it'll be dark, won't it? Six o'clock. The day before the clock go back. So it's spooky. Is it fancy dress? Well, it can be. Is it Halloween-y, can spooky be. kind of? It's after Halloween, isn't it? Yeah, you're not allowed to be wear a fancy clowns. dress in any way that's going to... Yeah, I thought I'd wear a scary clown mask and carry yeah. a pretend knife. Well, see, any po- see any negatives here? What's happening with that? What's go- I haven't, to be fair, I haven't seen any. So, yeah. Probably for the best. Yeah, I think... The kids are talking about that. That's the thing. It's a kid's thing. It's a kid's game. Right. I mean, the kids and teenagers game. It's got out of hand. And the trouble is, the kids love it. Yeah. You know, they're coming home from school saying, they're all talking about the scary clown, the killer clowns. And I think it's hard for them not to so convince themselves that somewhere at the back of it, there's an actual killer clown. I think and how what you them, said the other day is true. Realize that Sooner or later, someone just up as a clown is going to get badly beaten up. Oh, yeah, they will, they will without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. But what? I just think it's sad because people wearing scary clown masks and hanging around in the dark and making it hard for real clowns. decent professional clowns yes. to hang around being scary in the dark. That, and they've also <laughs> lost touch with the original purpose of clowning. Yeah, yeah. Which is to terrify people, kids in people, their own homes. People. <laughs> to blow whistles and busk and slapstick. <laughs> So we're scuttling along Upper Street. Yes, we've just come past the uh, screen on the green where, Hall- uh, where the Funny. Halloween showing is Rosemary's Baby. That would be good. 
do love the screen on the green. So if you're not in Nottingham running the spooky sprint, you could be in London watching, watching Rosemary's Baby. Baby. Or you could I'm watch actually driving all the way up to Nottingham for that spooky sprint. You could watch Rosemary's Baby while she goes to the cinema. <laughs> Take Rome. So you're coming up specially, that's nice. I don't even have a gig, I'm just dry. I'm taking the night off to do the spooky sprint. I'm coming down from Manchester and then going back to do my gig. To do your gigs, yeah. yeah. Well that makes sense. Yeah. You say that. <laughs> yeah, well we should make a little festival of running around then. There's some other stuff we want to do then. And that will give us some running to do. It's nice to do Between some now and Christmas and nice to do some, little, some different little events, yeah. yeah. Do you know who I'd like to uh, interview on our runs? Who? Joe Wiley. Is, does she run? Does she she likes to run. Does she really? She did some record run for Sport Relief, didn't she? She was running on a running machine for 24 hours or something. Wow. Oh, I thought of Susie Chan when we did the marathon. Since it's the first time, obviously, one's run that far since we interviewed her. Yeah. And I remember that she ro- ran 70 miles on a running machine That's in 12 hours or whatever. I just can't imagine what that must be like. I don't know why. So dull. I'm just amazed that so she's difficult. still sane. That's very, yeah. very impressive. Not only sane, she remains <laughs> chirpy. Yeah, although I haven't seen her clown mask anywhere and she yeah. does disappear <laughs> for a couple of hours a night Susie Chan the chirpy clown <laughs> ultra clown <laughs> um, so if, if something bad has happened in the uh, killer clown news story since we recorded this podcast it's we apologise for our flippant remarks are we going to get old um, oh, I'm going, I've totally gone the wrong way I okay. kind of realise we're, we're travelling on an unusual route yeah I, we, I got us on top we're of just street. basically running down the high street yeah we're running this up the street we rarely do and I was meant to take us up at Essex Road to the new river. Sorry about that. Everyone. We just got lost in clown chat. Yeah. I just I was still high from my from rescuing the hipster. That was a great moment. <laughs> great run compod moment. <laughs> so we're gonna get Ray with him, aren't we? Sophie Ray with him yes. for, for a chat. Hopefully do a trail run with her and uh, Susie Chan. We don't think that counts as trailing it because they haven't arranged it yet, but it's on no. the cards. And uh, if you are following us but don't follow us on Twitter if you don't do Twitter fair enough but if you do get on Twitter recommend us on Twitter I'd like to my quest is to double our Twitter following because not everyone's doing that and it's a nice place to share you know photos and stuff about running we feel, we feel fairly big on Facebook, don't we? Yeah, there's a good community over there. But there's no and getting there are, there are a fair few of you on Twitter. It's always nice to talk to you, but there could be more. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a good place for it. So uh, let's do that. I need to catch up. There's loads of photos from uh, the runs. Those of you in particular who haven't seen them in the enriched podcast form. Have they, uh, have they sent you the Yorkshire Marathon photos? Well, did you see that I was the... Uh, yeah, but mine I were. saw that you were part of the publicity. Yeah. That was a great photo. <laughs> and it was out before, like, that night before I went to bed. That was a great they photo. They said, do you want to sign up for next year? So, oh, why? why? That was early stages in the race, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just down past the Minster. Must yeah. be about a mile and a half in. Yeah. Looking good. Looking good, feeling good. <laughs> so pleased with that. And, uh, yeah, but the actual official ones, you know, they... Uh, there's some algorithm that automates them. Between them everyone else wearing the number seven or something. Or That's right. There's yeah. loads of pictures of someone wearing number six. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm not a number. Yeah. I'm a free man. 
So it's just me looking tired, really. You've got an inter- you've got an internal journey that's like full of joy and sort of breaking barriers and boundaries and flow. Yeah. And then you just see this sort of balding, thin northern like grimacing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, got, it's like. Yeah. All right. Me, I'm able to say him. Yeah. that picture's not of me, yeah. but with you, it is you. Yeah. The, good, the funny thing with me is, in that situation and talking about me and clowns, is that where you grimace, I do grin. I run with a smile on my face. Yeah. I'm a very smiley man. It took me a long time to realise this. Send in the clown. I do that serious look in the mirror like people, you know, like the young, like young women doing selfies. Yeah. Like, like a slightly uh, pouty. A woman in their 20s uh, Facebook profile picture. That's what I thought I looked like till I was about 40. And then I realised what I actually look like. So we're just crossing the road, Canterbury Road, isn't it good? to get to the new river where I should have done morning magpie. There's one magpie on a post outside the pub. It looks pretty sinister. See it? Oh no, there's two. There are two. Morning on the magpie. That's brilliant. I'm getting them. Sorry, I keep. Oh, it's just flown away. Two for luck. Yeah, two for joy. So. I do think uh, it makes it easier to get those photos, but first time I did a marathon, I really wanted the photos, and now, yeah, they're, they're often terrible, aren't they? I'm not that bothered about the photos. They're really bad. Well, the other thing is I wanted it for the record, but... I'd like it if, if there's photos from round the course, but it felt like just right near the end. Yeah, yeah. So... And like you say, it is the, the, the mental photos you take yeah. are better. Yeah. Because you're seeing... The tr- you know, it gets quite chippy. You're seeing what it looks like and you're seeing the kind of truth of the thing. Yeah. So, um, having said that, if you've got any great photos, do get in touch. Um, <laughs> the photos taken whilst running are great. Some, some photos of you running can be great. Yeah. But ultimately, they do remind you who you are. You, you, what you just said just then reminded me. I saw Billy Joel talking about that and he said, you know, you go to... Uh, the studio, yeah, and you've got this great song, and you lay it down, and you play the music part, and you get behind a mixing desk, and you're putting it together, and it starts to sound like an album. You think, "Wow, I'm a music star!" And if you're proper enough, you go and you make this pop video, and you think, "Now oh, I feel like a film star," because the director's saying this, and I'm coming down these steps, yeah, yeah. and I, you know, the camera's rolling, and then you get home, and it comes on TV, and you just suddenly remember. It's just this little guy. Balding, balding, <laughs> this little old bloke. What does he think he's doing? It was quite refreshing to hear that perspective. He's great, old Billy Joel. Yeah. I love him. I often think of him, you know, and one doesn't like to be too cynical, but when I'm, when people, it's really nice when you have a gig and someone comes up and says, you know, you should be global megastar because of that great show yeah and you know it's nice it's flattering and everything but these days whenever anyone says anything like that, I always think of his lyric in the piano man I say man what are you doing here about the piano yeah. man singing in the bar that's Billy Joel not Bob Dylan he gives me my drinks for free and he's talking to Davy he's still in the Navy and probably will be. La, 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 la. Thank you, well, Billy. The music da, 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 sounds like a carousel, <laughs> and the microphone smells like a beer. What lyrics? That is poetry, isn't it? That no, is poetry, isn't it, Paul? Isn't it, Paul? It's, it's, it's a tit. It's lyrics to be set to music. <laughs> 
but great. I love him, old Billy. It's interesting what you're saying about, well, saying about Frank Sinatra. There's a real purity to that, to uh, really expressing yourself and being famous and a global superstar without ever writing a word or a note. Yeah, he was so all he had was the, yeah. was the songs to invest, and he didn't do any melismatics. It was none of the X Factor. He never did any of that. He was, yeah. He just made it sound good. Yeah, consistently real, wasn't he? Authentic in the tune he was singing. Yeah, and he liked to story stage he'd in his like career. He liked to tell yeah. it. Yeah, you know, but it would. Be, it's like an actor. Yeah, he was uh, with a script. He was a good actor, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And but even he, when he was singing, he was acting. He did well, Frank. And even though they were lyrics, they were poetry, weren't they? He did well, Frank. He's very good. There's someone up ahead with a baby. I really don't want to give him a fright. No. They might throw it into the, into the river. No, she's fine. She's serious. That would be a shame. We should have taken her clown masks off. Yeah, yeah. In retrospect, that was an error. The funny thing, though, with you and me, Paul, we can never take our clown masks off because our faces are our masks. Stand in clown. And that's true. Where are the clowns? They're in the bushes. <laughs> They're running through hybrid. <laughs> As I think we're... It's that crossover. The ways in which we're similar, the ways in which we're different. I think both you and I ultimately are probably comedians because you have slightly ridiculous faces. I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, definitely. uh, Definitely. uh, There's also, I think, we can sometimes like runners and comedians. That sort of slight outsidery thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know when you chat to runners? And it's a right laugh and they're all great stuff, but then it's that sort of individual... Yes. They're quite singular, aren't they? It's quite an unusual thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, I think that Which it's... Which makes comedies unusual, but running is as well, isn't it? Just yeah, and it's a bit like a, a mild obsession. Like, you know, it's a bit train-spottery. Yeah. You want a subculture. Yeah. I like being a record collector. But it's that thing of, like, it's really nice to go on your own to do a mass event and be all together. Yeah. It's, 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 it's both in one, isn't it, that experience? At the yeah. end of a marathon, everyone's chatting, and they're just all quite different and ornery and kind of slightly weird and kind of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because what they've chosen to do is un- undoubtedly unusual. Yeah, it's a demographic, <laughs> isn't it? It's a, yeah, totally. On the one hand, it's a complete subculture. There's a huge swathe of society who would never be there. Absolutely. But then within that... Who think you're insane for being there. All of life is there. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that, in a way, when you go, particularly going to the Yorkshire Marathon, you're tapping into the uh, uh, the community of people who would identify as runners. And I think there's an even more, there's a silent community now, which is bigger than that, of people saying, I'm not really a runner. Kind of people who run because it's what people do now. Right. But they don't think of themselves as runners, they think of that as something that someone else does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, well, I was thinking that, that Yorkshire, just the way that the location of the marathon, it's a simple point, but mirrors the place that it's at. So Yorkshire, there's less people around. Yeah. But I did find running it really friendly. Yeah. And because there's less people, you get deeper connections with the people around you during the yeah. race. Yeah. Because there's less of them. Yeah. And that's a, that's a little bit like living in Yorkshire. 
yeah. but London it's fantastic and amazing and so many people are quite anonymous yeah. people streaming past you, do you think loads of information all the time but do you think the Yorkshire people are as friendly as they think they are I think they are yeah, yeah I, think, I thought you would but you obviously don't <laughs> not really yeah I think that the, because the, because that friendliness often it, uh, expresses itself as lariness, you know. Right. It's a bit kind of. Give us an example. Well, it can be people can be abrupt. They can kind of think you're stupid. Yeah. You know, thought that it's, it's you got of, on with that taxi driver better than I did. I feel like the kind of place where people will hold my accent against me. The people, I think that people are gregarious yeah, but in it, Yorkshire, and they mistake all gregariousness for friendliness. There's a kind of no-nonsenseness to the gregariousness sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. being friendly I, needs a bit of love, needs a bit of nuance. Yeah. Sorry, Yorkshire, I'm just discussing the point. But having said that, 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 that Yorkshire cabbie, he did drive us all the way in, didn't he? He got us as close as he possibly could yeah, yeah. to the race. Yeah, well, that, and he yeah. could have turned back before. Yeah, that was uh, his job, I think. No, but you know what I'm saying. A lot of people have knocked us back. <laughs> and he took us right in. That's true. It looked like we weren't going to get there for a minute. And then there was that really lovely woman met in the massage uh, place. She, she came in a bit late than us, really stiff and stretchy. Yeah. Just, just classic, you know, I've had a really... Everyone knows lovely. I've had a really tough, tough run. I love But I think also, really you, whether what I say is accurate or not, you've got to assume that it's possible that my perspective is different, because you're from there. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I don't mean your perspective, I don't mean that's because you love it, I mean they're more welcoming to you. Yeah, maybe, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, because it's not necessarily a... Uh, hotbed of welcome for other folk. Yes. God, I'm going to be out in trouble with our listeners from Yorkshire. Hi, guys. Really enjoyed the marathon, and I love you all. Thanks for uh, just just an interesting discussion. Let's change the subject. So we're nearly back in the uh, Newington Green. I don't know how far we've gone. Sorry, I went the wrong way in the middle there. But it's how are you feeling? I thought we went nicely slow when we did our first recovery run. We're on like 11-minute miles. Feels a little bit more natural. It felt, felt fine. I think yeah. we've probably gone a bit faster without trying today. And then, I mean, what is your regular? Are you gonna, you'll be running in Australia, of course. Maybe a little bit, yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit. First class run in there. So you run whilst eating foie gras. It'll be just gradual. <laughs> just little runs. You run, but a probably, butler runs along behind of, you. Yeah, probably a bit of... Uh, Bit of treadmill stuff, and also you, you, you'll you'll have the jet lag, won't you? Yeah, yeah. A lot of jet lag. Where are you going in Australia? We're going to Auckland first. Oh, that's not in Australia at all. Sorry. And then we do. Sorry, uh, New Zealand. Can't offend in New Zealand and Yorkshire now. Then we're doing Melbourne, Perth, yeah, Sydney, and uh, Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, and Brisbane. Well, I've run yeah. in Perth. You have to get up and run. In that park at the top of the hill, it's really nice. I think I've run in this park or something. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, back to Newington Green. Stop. Let's not get run over. Oh, he's gone, Ooh. he's gone. We often. Uh, let me get you and Mary, because this is certainly at the beginning of the run. We never stop for it. Stand by Mary Wollstonecroft. Right on, sisters. You won't get any. Yeah, the original feminist. Yeah, and Always. there she is, 
Did you hear Michelle Obama? <laughs> she was <laughs> great, wasn't she? That's a good speech. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. It's just what she's she said. It's just, it's just offensive to everyone, yeah. what, what he was doing. You know, yeah, it's not it's just all right. There's no context. It's not just chat. It's not political. It's the speech and behavior yeah. of, a, of someone who is doing wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she's, uh, she's a strong, strong presence, isn't she? She's great. Yeah. Very good. And I've always had a lovely welcome every time I've been in the Yorkshire. It's my favourite county. And uh, I look forward to... Next time I do the Yorkshire Marathon, someone's going to trip me up. Oh, the hell. Oh, the hell. <laughs> that was lovely. Yeah. No, she was great, that woman. She was like... Uh, She's like, everyone kept just shouting my name, and uh, I just kept crying. I was just crying. I cried quite a lot at the end of the bake-off this week. I think because it was partly post-marathon and partly, you know, because I'm a big wuss. And because I know it's the last series. Yeah, the bake-off's been great, hasn't it? They're all great, this series, actually. I'm going to show you how far we've gone and how fast we went. What, about four miles? Yeah, we've been running oh, five, nearly five. just under five, 50 minutes, so 10 that's minute great. miles. Just 10 minute miles, that's great. Recovery runs, lovely. Gorgeous. If you'd like to discuss any of the issues raised or you need the uh, Canal Side heroes to come your way, <laughs> yeah, give us a shout. Get in touch with us on any, Twitter, Facebook. Any and, accommodation uh, needs. Happy uh, 40th uh, running commentary and uh, great. Awesome. speak to you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Get, 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 get